0: This is stacking wood with josh and travis wyman i'm travis and i'm sitting in la and josh is sitting in vermont and we're back we're back baby i'm in vermont yeah how are <laughs> how are things going in vermont josh let's just get right to that all right so you always are interested in the weather so i'm just going to give you that first off the top it's it's kind of cold There was snowing today uh the trees are brown uh it's a little light wind and uh, you know it's just vermonty up here what can i say it was a little sunny earlier in the week and now it's it's cooler and cloudy so oh so you pretty... got a little snow then did you make a little snowman no there wasn't enough for that no accumulation did you break traction on the way to work N- no traction was broken i was uh, i smoothly got to work i did my job well and i came home and now I'm talking to you, so... So so, what you're saying is no one uh, freaked out. No one flipped out when they saw that there was snow on the ground. No, nobody here flips out when they see snow because they're used to it. So, yeah, most people have their studded tires on, which are tires that have little pieces of metal studding. Stud, it's what it sounds like. There's little metal studs in the tire, and they grip the pavement really well. And so... Or snow tires, And Mm -hmm. people, it's really, it's next to impossible to get your car into the shop this time of year to get the tires switched from summer tires to winter tires, because everyone wants to do that right now. Mm -hmm. So if you call, it's like a three week waiting list to get your tires switched over right now. So So did you, did you do that? Did you switch over? No, I, I just played a little risky. I have all weather tires and I, I just let a little air pressure out. So they're a little grippy. And I just know how to how to drive and feather the wheel, and I just do that all winter. It's once you get momentum going. I don't think it matters what kind of tires you have because our old station wagon. I remember the tires used to be as bald as a baby's bottom, and like w- once you got momentum going, you could make it up over any hill. Yeah, it's about it's momentum, really. It's the same thing with a, a career. You want to maintain momentum to keep your career moving along. Or uh, mm-hmm. a, a car is, is all about keeping that momentum for the next hill. So you don't want to touch the brakes more than you have to. Yeah, what else? What else up in Vermont? What's going on up there? Mm-hmm. Well, I know the the last show I mentioned that some uh, people had shot at a building and made a getaway in a electric car, a blue Nissan Leaf. Mm-hmm. And I just wanted to update the listeners and you that that car has not been found yet. So the oh. those, those two culprits are still driving around a hundred miles at a time in between charges. Um, yeah, I remember you were talking to Waylon and, and I about that. and so you did you investigate? Did you ask anyone around town if they'd heard about that? No, I mean. Or? My research was I, I went back to the news site where I read that and I looked for an update or a comment, and I didn't see one. so uh, I have assumed- you seen have you seen any blue Nissan Leafs driving around town? I haven't actually been looking. It just occurred to me that there's people that shot at a building in that car again. So I I should keep looking out for that. But I haven't I haven't seen one. Uh, oh, recently. and also also uh, what was the building? What was inside that building they shot at? Oh, it was an apartment building. Actually, it was dangerous. They shot right through an apartment, someone's apartment. Oh, well, that's probably drug related, wouldn't you say? Yeah, it's probably drug related. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you know. Glad no one was hurt. Um, at least they're saving the environment. There's a silver. But, uh, but if it is, it is a blue Nissan Leaf, so it might have been like, she he didn't give me back my yoga mat. Yeah, it's probably something like that. It's probably a petty thing. What was it? I think Thomas Jefferson wrote these rules to live your life by, and one of them is: if you are angry, count to ten before you speak, and if you are truly angry, count to a hundred. Uh, before you say anything and Mm. i I think those people should have done that before firing at a occupied apartment building you know maybe count if they just counted to a hundred they might have not done it but Mm. okay so the news for out here in california is um charles manson passed away uh this past week so that's what happened out here yeah so he's finally gone yeah he sounded like a bad guy people really hate him though you know, they hate him with a passion. Oh, I, yeah. I don't think he's a good guy. I remember he was dating a young girl this uh, past few years, and then he broke up with her because I think she wanted the rights to his body after he died so she could display it for people. Oh, it's yeah. kind of morbid. That's like that. Uh, what is that? There's a museum that moves around and they've frozen bodies and they slice them up. So, you Oh, can Body Worlds. Body Worlds. So that's the name of it. Yeah, like uh, people can donate their bodies to Body Worlds and after they die, they, um, you know, they'll cut you up different ways or they'll uh, take all your skin off and preserve you so that, I don't know, you just can look at it, I guess. <laughs> you know, it's weird. I think this is a weird thing to confess, but I, I didn't check the box for like donating organs like when I, on my driver's license. Oh yeah, no, I don't do that either. I thought you used to. I did, but then I considered I'm trusting strangers to verify that I'm dead when I know there are cases of people falling into really cold water and, and appearing dead for hours, and then they come back. So what if I fall in a cold river, and I I have no pulse for two hours, they're like, oh, he's got some good eyes and a good heart. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and that, is that why you don't do it? Uh, well, I read an article that you. That it's possible that you feel pain even when you're, like, brain dead. <laughs> your body feels pain yeah you know i don't know it's good to donate organs to people though it is yeah i should i should reverse it whatever if the guy can lay on the slab at the end of braveheart i can i can tough it out so someone can have a good life you can tough out feeling your organs being taken yeah well you know (laughs) i guess i wouldn't have a choice i'd have to (laughs) oh that would be awful that would be terrible. My ghost would yell, freedom, as I'm looking down at myself. Well, then, if your ghost was outside your body, then you shouldn't be feeling it, I guess. That would be okay. Well, but, how uh, do you know? We should ask Marcy Giroux and Betsy Starrow. Why is that? They investigate paranormal things on their podcast. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, that's a cool idea. Mm-hmm. Huh. Why don't we do cool stuff like that? I don't know. We just kind of talk about bullshit, but <laughs> <laughs> we should. Uh, we yeah. gotta get a theme. Oh, speaking of which, uh, what's the <laughs> name of our email address? Oh, uh, our email address is uh, stacking wood with Josh and Travis at gmail Yeah. So, if any of you would like to send in emails to us um yeah we'd love to hear from any of you listeners if you have any suggestions or if you'd like us to do man on the street stuff or you know just anything you'd like to comment you know but try to stay a little positive please <laughs> but we'd love to hear from you or don't stay positive whatever you can say like uh you... you can say abusive things to me i can take that yeah we're, we're big boys yeah let me say know whatever how... you want let me know how you feel don't hold back yeah, we also have a website. Nothing's really on it yet, but uh what is it? stackingwood.com. It's uh stackingwoodpod.com. stackingwoodpod.com. So if you go there, uh wouldn't the email link be there? Yeah, the e- the email link is there and it's also on our SoundCloud. Okay. Mm-hmm. Great. Yeah, and we're going to start like updating that and putting stuff on there about for all you woodheads out there. <laughs> Wood So we're is that, what we're, <laughs> ca- is that what we're calling listeners? Yeah, I want Danny Woodhead to eventually come on here. Oh, that, he's, he's the he's the number one Woodhead. Oh, former running back for the Patriots. He's I don't know where he is now. He's like uh, what's it, Wes Welker? He just bounces around, but I think he might be with the Chargers or something. But yeah, Danny Woodhead, come on, come on to the show. You're welcome on stacking wood, Danny Woodhead. Yeah, all the Woodheads want to hear you. You were born a Woodhead. Yeah, And also, oh, one more thing. With this website, if anyone gets a good picture of a pile of wood that's been stacked, no matter where you are, just snap a picture with your phone or if you've got a digital camera... And just send it in into our Gmail because we'd love to see these pictures of beautiful stacked wood. We're all about stacking wood and the art and activity of it. And yeah, it's just any pile of wood you you find around. And and no pictures of penises. I'm not talking about that wood. I'm talking about cordwood that has been split and stacked neatly. Yeah, and we don't want. We know the Google image uh, pictures, so no right clicking on Google images because we've seen those ones. Yeah, yeah, these have got to be original, fresh, hot pictures of some stacked wood. (laughs) Want some hot pictures. (laughs) All right, (laughs) so that's enough of that technical self-promotion jargon. Let's get to the meat of this podcast, what we really like to talk about here. Yeah, so I uh, saw in the news this year at Macy's Department Store in uh, New York City, it's getting so popular to sit on Santa's lap that you need to schedule a time online. For your child to sit on the lap of Santa Because the line is just so big So it's now it's like getting a a plane ticket or something You get your time, uh, like your boarding time And then you go (laughs) and sit on Santa's lap And it's probably, I don't know if it's the same Macy Santa they've had for a long time Or if they switch him out But uh, it's a really... They're, it's a really professional process now, and they're really getting those kids on that Santa's lap as quick as possible now. In other news, uh, I, did you watch the video of the guy escaping from North Korea? Like a North Korean soldier? Yeah, it was a North Korean soldier, and he's speeding towards the demilitarized zone in a jeep really fast, and then he just crashes the jeep into a lawn... And all the North Korean soldiers are running after him with guns, and he just mm-hmm. dives out of this his Jeep after it crashes, and he's sprinting towards those little buildings, you know, because the border between North and South Korea have there those buildings in the demilitarized zone to de- negotiate and things. And he's just running towards those buildings because he wants to get into the South. And he was shot five times, but he kept running, and then he collapsed right next to those buildings. And then the South Korean soldiers crawled over to him and dragged him into South Korea, and he's recovering in a hospital now. So that's good. Oh, Uh, that's a good ending. Oh, man. Yeah. So, you know, he's stable. But, man, that's—I was wondering why he was running. You know, maybe— he was a spy or something and he was found out and he just packed up his stuff and he's like, "Well, this I could get, I could die, but this is my best option." And he just headed towards South Korea, you know. Yeah, that that could have been it. Or he was just like he suddenly somehow realized he was in North Korea and he realized what the rest of the world was like and was just like, "I got to get out of here." Yeah. Yeah, how how are things going out in LA though? You said it was hot? <laughs> yep it was uh still (laughs) hot out there yeah it's still hot (laughs) it's 96 degrees today uh you know it's getting near thanksgiving and uh it's gonna be around 90 for thanksgiving so geez you're gonna wear some shorts on thanksgiving (laughs) you can cook a turkey on the hood of your car it'll probably cool down after this but next summer i'd like to try frying an egg on a hood of a car yeah Speaking of survivalist things like that, I'd like to try um, going out in the woods and just boiling water mm-hmm. and dr- drinking it because I've never actually done that. I know it's really simple, but just want to tick it off the list, you know, so I know how to do that. You just want to take water out of a stream and boil it so that the microbes die and the bacteria, and just drink it when it cools down, is it? That- Yeah, just because I know it's simple and, like, it's as easy as that, but just to say I did it or just to know that it's fine. Yeah, I mean, you could even go to the L.A. River and probably do that. Yeah, maybe not the L.A. River. Why not? Well, it's kind of just a big cement, like, uh, aqueduct thing, and uh, I don't think... I don't know. I feel feel like there's a lot of stuff running into there. You said you wanted to drink some dirty water, so... (laughs) You're right. You're right. Well... Well, maybe one of these days I'll get the guts to do that. You know, I'll just go down there and get a big spoonful of L.A. River water. Could you uh, maybe record it with your iPhone, the audio, and we can put it on here? you drinking the dirty water down there? (laughs) Okay. That sounds like a good thing to do. Okay. Uh, Oh, I was, um, this past weekend, I was out in the woods with our dad. And uh, you know how he likes to turn bowls out of burls? A burl is like a knot in a tree. Uh, that was caused by scarring or, you know, for some reason a hole was made in the tree and then the bark forms a big knot. And uh, yeah, he he likes cutting those off trees and then he puts it on a lathe and he'll turn like a vase or a bowl out of it because the burls have a nice grain to them. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I was helping him cut this burl off a little tree that was probably four inches in diameter. Uh, We were sawing it with a handsaw. And we cut the top. The burl was maybe three feet off the ground, so we were cutting above the burl to get the top of the tree off. And uh, right when it cut free, um, it kind of fell up in the air and then smacked him hard in the knee, and it just dropped him. And I didn't. I felt bad for him. Uh, Cause I, and I was scared that it, it hurt him, but it was also kind of funny how it just dropped him so quickly. But then I... Wait, I, wait you, so you're saying the tree sprung up in the air? Why did it do that? Uh, the top of it was caught on another tree. So sometimes when you cut a tree, it doesn't fall perfectly straight because the top of it will collide with a branch on the way down and it... It swings the base of it, so it's it. It he ended up not being hurt, but it just made him. It was like America's funniest home videos. Like it just knocked him in the knee, and he just crum- crumpled to the ground. And he's like, "Oh god, damn it!" And then, uh, so he he shook it off because he's was there snow on the ground. Yeah, he's he's kind of you know he's a tough guy, so he shook it off and then we he stood up and we cut the rest of the burl off but uh, it was some high action the tree in a way got its revenge on him for cutting it it Yeah, you think that tree's going to be okay? Oh no, the tree's dead. Uh oh, okay. Yeah. But the burl will be a beautiful vase or bowl. So Oh, nice. Yeah. That's cool. Mm-hmm. So somebody might get it around Christmas time, huh? Maybe a special hmm. someone might get a face or a bowl if that someone flies back east <laughs> well maybe i will um oh i was just looking at other news stories hmm there's this one's crazy do you want to hear what's, it yeah what's it about man clubbed mother with gun over stolen deer meat a vermont man has been charged with clubbing his mother with a rifle for taking his deer meat and i <coughs> oh, no. yeah and then he pleaded not guilty That's messed up. Wait, he clubbed his own mother with a gun? He denied hitting the woman, and he said they had been arguing because she was stealing from him and had cut meat off of a deer that he shot. And then he was released on the condition that he stays away from his mother. Uh, So yeah, I guess she was cutting, he claimed she was cutting meat off of his deer. That sounds like it's something out of that uh, movie, The Road or something like <laughs> someone's just just sipping their final can of Coca-Cola and they, someone's, like someone's mother's cutting a piece of meat off a deer carcass. Yeah, it's a little rough. Uh, there's, a, there's another headline up here um, that at, at least 300 gallons of maple syrup lost after vandalism. See, uh, Vermont State Police are investigating a case of vandalism in which someone used an axe to cut holes into eight barrels of maple syrup, causing about 300 gallons to leak onto the floor of the sugar house where it was being stored. Oh, man, so like those big oil drums, like metal drums of syrup? Yeah. Sounds like someone was wronged in the sugar house. Yeah, Cindy Mayer says she and her husband had been preparing their products for an upcoming craft fair. She says the damage appeared to have been made, with an axe. Any information, anyone with information about the case is asked to call the state police. Wow. Vermont is not immune to crime. Oh, um, there was a cross-country skier that was struck by lightning in, uh, I think it was West Yellowstone. So her name is Caitlin Gregg, and uh, she suffered a lightning strike in West Yellowstone, and she's unharmed and okay. Okay. But she was uh, jogging in West Yellowstone. She's getting ready to try to make the US uh, cross country ski team to go to South Korea uh, in a couple months. And she was wearing metal spikes on the bottom of her running shoes because, I don't know, they're like winter running shoes. And I think that's what contributed to, to it because uh, there was, have you heard of thunder snow? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So some thunder snow started happening. And uh, A tower near her was hit by lightning, and it shot up through the metal spikes of her shoes, and she felt like tingling sensations in her hands, and her jewelry around her neck got really hot. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh. But she she got checked out, and see, it went up her left leg and out her left arm, and she felt the surge followed by her jewelry burning on her skin. And she said, it felt like touching an electric fence times a million, she wrote. I had no idea what was happening, but a split second later, I heard the largest clap of thunder, and I realized right away that I need to get help. And so they checked out her heart's electrical signal, and it seems to be okay. So she's just taking it easy for now. Then she's going to get back training for the Olympics again. Uh, But she's joking that... uh, It will maybe supercharge her. Yeah, Jesus. Well, so it struck, the lightning struck the snow nearby. It went up her spikes and out her arm. Yeah, and made her jewelry really hot. It didn't actually burn her, but it was like really hot. So that's crazy. And I guess most lightning strikes are like that. People don't get directly hit, but something like a tree will get hit near you and it will shoot up through the ground. Oh, huh. I haven't heard, I always pictured it going through the top of your head. And then coming at your feet, but that's a... Uh, well, I think, yeah, when that happens, you pretty much die. Oh, but. well, good for her. I'm glad she survived that. I hope yeah. she, I hope she wins a medal. If she makes it to Pyeongchang, they'll definitely do a story about that. Uh, what's his name? What's the name of the guy that got pink eye, the sportscaster? He got bad pink eye Bob Costas. the Rio games. Bob, <laughs> Bob Costas. <laughs> they'll write up a story for him. Like, guess what? She she skis like she was struck by lightning, and that's because she was. Though. They're definitely yeah, they're definitely going to do that. That's gold for NBC. That, well, she has to make the team though. Oh, know, so she's got to. I think they should just put her on for that publicity. That you know, yeah, NBC should just uh, fast track her or whatever. Mm-hmm. So, anything else up in Vermont? Uh, a dump truck crashed and spilled manure into the Connecticut River. It says, a dump truck crashed in Bradford, sending a load of manure into the Connecticut River. It happened Wednesday afternoon along Route 25. Police say Michael Cassidy, not of Kiss from Daddy fame, 50 of Bradford, was driving the Mack dump truck when he rolled over a curve going onto the Piermont Bridge. Manure spread over the road and ran into the river. Cassidy and his passenger weren't hurt. But the truck was totaled and the guardrails were destroyed. The crash closed the road for several hours. And it shows a truck crashed on a bridge with a bunch of men looking at the spilled manure truck. So that, uh, yep. You know, if I were Michael Cassidy, I'd look right into the camera, uh, the local news camera, and I'd say, <clears throat> I guess you could say I, I flipped my shit. <laughs> <laughs> And then it just holds quietly for a long time with the reporter looking also at the camera. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, just like say it a long time. Mm -hmm. Wait, that's funny. His name's Michael Cassidy because you and I know a Michael Cassidy in Los Angeles around UCB. Uh, Does he look at all like the Michael Cassidy we know? i I can't see a picture of him, but I don't know, maybe Michael Cassidy moonlights up in Bradford, yeah, Vermont. you know he may leave a double life where he like haul his shit around in northern Vermont, yeah, uh, Michael Cassidy, if you're listening, I like your music and your comedy, and you're a good guy, so uh yeah. But if yeah. you, it, <laughs> and maybe, and you have a doppelganger in Vermont. And you also are secre- <laughs> secretly transporting manure in Vermont. And I'm fine with that. That's cool that you're doing that. You're a hardworking guy. Yeah. And um, uh, uh, what I'm thinking of is that whoever like put that all into the back of that truck, they're like, oh, this has smelled so bad. All morning I've used a backhoe to put this in here. But you know what will be, you know why it will be worth it? Because Michael, my good friend Michael, will fire up the truck and get it to the place it needs to go. And he'll he'll get the cash for it and come back here in an hour or so. Mm-hmm. He said, don't yeah. worry. Michael's like, don't worry. I've got this. And then he winked and took off in his truck and spilled all the manure into the river. I've actually had a precarious situation like that involving a dump truck one time in Colorado. I had a bunch of boulders in the back of a, uh, big dump truck and the, the parking emergency brake was broken on it and it was manual. So my boss gave me a wooden stick and what I had to do is back it up to a landfill. It was kind of a cliff. And then I held down on the brake with my foot and, held down the clutch with my left foot, my other foot, so both of my feet were pressed down. And then I had to take the stick and press the gas with the stick. And then with my left left hand, I had to pull on a big red button to make the hydraulic of the dump truck tilt up to dump all the rocks off the cliff. So <laughs> there was a guy at the landfill that managed it, and he came out of his little booth and was watching me use all of my appendages at the same time to make this th- happen you know mm-hmm. and then the, he, he i remember hearing him say over the roar of the engine oh shit don't fuck up <laughs> 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 and i was just like oh that's not what i want to hear right now well, i'm yeah. getting like this ton of boulders to slide off a cliff into the landfill the old man that's seen everything at that pit Is worry is worried for you? Then you know it's a dangerous job. It's dangerous. Yeah, I didn't sign. uh, Raise my hand to take that dump truck up there. After that, I was like, oh, okay. I made it through that. I'm not going to do that one again. Yeah, that was a that was a decent job though, right? You were installing irrigation pipes down in Durango, Colorado. Yeah, and another time, I had to bring a bunch of uh, PVC pipes on a trailer. Uh, behind a, an old pickup truck that had a cracked up windshield on it. And my boss is like, you you need to go get, uh, some more PVC pipes across town. We need them before the sun goes down. You need to go quickly and get them and bring them back. So I said, okay, I'll go. And, uh, I, I hopped in the truck and started taking off, (laughs) off of the construction site. It was a middle school they were building and I, I see a sidewalk that I had to drive over to get out, and I, I drive it over the sidewalk, and the front tires immediately sink down into wet cement <laughs> because it had been perfectly glazed over, and it looked like it was all hard, but it wasn't at all. Oh, no. And so so when the front wheels of the, my truck sunk down in there, I looked around, and I was like, well, it's already ruined. <laughs> so then I just gunned it. <laughs> <laughs> through the, the sidewalk with the big full trailer of DVZ pipes dragging through the <laughs> the sidewalk, too. And it just messed it all up even more. Because I was like, well, it, it's one of those situations like crossing the Rubicon or something. It's like, uh, I've already messed it up with my front wheels. Might as well get through here so at least one of us can have a good day. If you're going you know? to hell, keep on going. Yeah, and I remember pulling, dragging the (laughs) the trailer through and seeing someone from the cement crew jogging towards me. (laughs) And uh, I just kind of like shrugged and uh, yeah, I I went and got the pipes and I came back and my boss said, yeah, I talked to the other crew about how you drove through their sidewalk and we, he was quiet for a, a moment, and I said, we're, well, how'd, how'd it go, talking to them? And he said, oh, well, they were mad. <laughs> <laughs> it was one of those things where he knew that I had screwed up, and I wasn't doing it intentionally, and he was just frustrated, and I shrugged, and I knew, like, I felt bad, so the both of us knew that there wasn't really anything to talk about at that point, so he kind of just waved me on. Yeah, that's does. But, uh, yeah, yeah. You know, I'm sure that's... Some, it's just one of those things in life. Um, I remember that wedding tent that flew up in the air across the field. Oh, yeah. that. Uh, so we worked for a wedding tent company in Keene, New Hampshire. It was a summer job, uh, and it was called Elegant Settings. And uh, one time, well, you were there, right? Uh, at a job where the tent flew up away into the sky? Yeah, it was a, it was a tent that was shaped like an octagon, 40 feet wide. You know, 30 feet tall, and it was a gusty day, and we were somewhere, maybe Jaffrey, New Hampshire, setting up for a wedding or some event like that, and a big gust of wind came and picked, it started hopping the tent up, and we were holding on to the ropes, like that scene in Dumbo where all the elephants are trying to keep the big top down. Mm-hmm. Uh, (laughs) But eventually it just picked the whole thing up and we just watched it fly like 20 feet in the air across the field and hit some trees. And I just never seen a tent that huge fly through the air like that. Yeah, a little scary. I think I was getting something from the trucks and I hear yelling and I just saw it just looked like a big flying saucer, maybe 40 feet in the air spinning around and yeah, I think it came down and it broke part of the pipes holding it together. Big thick aluminum pipes were broken in half, so it was quite. Da- yeah, it's pretty dangerous, but that was a fun job and enjoyed uh, swinging the old sledgehammer with you. It's a real technique yeah. to it, but you know, in just a few more years, I think robots will be doing that, so it will kind of be a lost art. I don't think our children will have to sl- uh, swing sledgehammers, but maybe I'll make them do it just to. Uh, Give them some character. I'll just have them hit the ground with a sledgehammer just so that they know what it feels like. (laughs) On Twitter here, it says, The holiday traffic in Los Angeles is on a whole other level. For some major cities like LA, traffic congestion is particularly brutal for US commuters during Thanksgiving week. But for native Los Angelinos, it's a typical day on the highway. Yeah, I remember uh, I used to do a thing when I had to travel, when I worked at a talent agency out in Santa Monica, and I'd go from Hollywood to Santa Monica, I just would visualize that I'm in a river on an inner tube, and I'm just letting the inner tube float along the river, and that way I wouldn't panic or feel like I'm trapped. I would just pretend I'm on a river. <laughs> You'd pretend you're, uh, your car is uh, uh, floating in a river? Yeah. And I can't control it because you can't control an inner tube on a river in the same way you can't control your car in L.A. traffic. So, yeah, plus if you've got like a podcast going, it's like you're just sitting in a little pod, you know. You just got to relax and get zen about it. That's one thing that L.A. did for me is it lets me deal with traffic. I can deal with traffic. I don't know if that's a good thing, but I, (laughs) I Mm -hmm. I can sit in some traffic. Oh, you know what's a fun video I saw the other day? Uh, I always tell you about videos I saw, but I think it's on America's Got Talent. There's an 85-year-old guy that sings, Let the Bodies Hit the Floor. (laughs) Oh, really? And it's really funny. He's like, Let the bodies hit the floor. Let the bodies hit. His his voice cracks a little bit, but he just commits to it so hard. And I think it's almost like he's going to fall down the whole time. But the crowd just stands to their feet and starts cheering him on. (laughs) And he's going, floor, floor, let the bodies hit the floor. Do you know how how old he was? 85 or something. He's like, one, nothing wrong with me. Two, nothing wrong with me. Three, nothing wrong with me. And it's showing, uh, like, the model... It's not Heidi Klum, but it's like another model and she's kind of looking worried like she's not even smiling or anything. I think she's afraid he's going to follow. (laughs) Is this America's Got Talent? I think so. You know, also I'd like to say I'm impressed that you know that much of Let the Bodies Hit the Floor. Yeah, well, it's a pretty simple song. Like, those are the words. One, nothing wrong with me. Two, nothing wrong with me. And Simon Cowell's just doing that thing where he puts his hand on his face and looks through, like, peekaboos through one of his hands. Oh, so the judges weren't impressed with it. No, they thought it was funny. Oh, but you said Simon was looking They were smiling, but they were just <laughs> <laughs> they didn't know what to make of it at first, you know. How would you How would you feel about being one of those judges like you just have to come into the studio, you've got your parking spot, and then you just sit there and watch people do things, you kind of make a canned response and then go home? Would you feel Oh yeah, I'd feel satisfied. I'd feel satisfied making the money, but would you feel like I could be doing something else? With my career besides this. Well, with the entertainment industry, it's like, w- what is serious, you know? Or, like, what's meaningful? It's all... It's entertainment. How's that? Yeah. yeah. I mean, ultimately, like, that's the same as almost like an Oscar movie, you know? It's the same as an Oscar movie? Yeah. Watching the old man sing, America's bodies good. hit the floor? Yeah. In a way, like, if you were an alien watching an Oscar-winning movie... And then you watched that clip of the guy singing, Let the Bodies Hit the Floor. And you didn't understand uh, cultural intricacies and all that. You'd be like, well, there's a human speaking in one thing. There's a human singing in another thing. Like, what is the difference, really? It's like, (laughs) Uh, yeah. On a a technical sense, you know, like that human's making sounds and everyone's cheering and that other human is making sounds and moving. And yeah, I guess from an alien's perspective, everything we do is just basically the same. <laughs> but uh, yeah, but to me though, I'd rather watch Taxi Driver than America's Got Talent. I think because I can, mm-hmm. But on a yeah, on a broad broad strokes, it's all entertainment. You're right. Or maybe aliens do know, and they they watch and laugh. They laugh and watch all of our things that we make and do down here. Yeah, well, also entertainment is subjective. And maybe someone thinks that America's Got Talent is better than Oscar-winning movies. So, yeah. Well, I think, uh, what's his name? James Franco was on a soap opera. (laughs) Oh, really? (laughs) He's trying to, like, break boundaries. Remember, he was on General Hospital or something? Oh, he didn't he? Or Days of Our Lives. I can't remember which one he did. Didn't he do that after he had a good film career? He did a soap opera? Yeah, I think he did it after he got his hand trapped in the rock. Just as a break? Just to take a break? Just to be artsy, I think. He went to, like, Columbia or something? I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. That's what, he's on that level where he can just do whatever and he, he'll be able to get work as long as he doesn't insult too many people, I think. Well, uh, I think we've covered quite a bit. Uh, do you have uh, anything else you, you'd want to mention? Or uh, No, I hope everyone's having a great holiday season. Um, make sure to mix in some seltzer with your alcoholic beverages. Yeah, and if you have any topics you'd like us to cover or any, any suggestions about how to make the show better, uh, just email us at travis at gmail.com. And, uh, yeah, you can say anything you want there. We'll check that. All right, this has been Stacking Wood with Josh and Travis Wyman. Uh, see you next time. Bye. Bye. <laughs>